When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Last hour of the last show of 2022. That's right. 2022. Yeah, 2023. On the horizon, and that's when we'll talk to you guys again. So, uh, hope everybody's enjoying the holidays, and I wish everybody a happy new year in case we don't get a chance to uh, do that before the show's over. It is a 512 Friday. We play jams from local bands and artists that you can catch right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Group of Phantasma, and they are playing New Year's Eve at the Far Out Lounge. I've heard of this group before, and I don't know where. I, they've been around for a while. They okay. played some bigger shows. They mm. probably played so, right, some something random. Yeah, been a some random event. I, I, the name sounds very familiar. Uh, there you go. My man Patrick, he knows uh, everybody. He's in the know. You can always uh, catch up with some of the 512 selections that you might have missed. Go to hornfm.com. Man, put them up there on the uh, the website for you in case you missed them. All about the New Year's plans uh, for you. All right. Let's, uh, first of all, get to the Specs text on 512-337-3776. If you want to hit us up on the Specs text line, uh, via Twitter, I'm at Rod Vegas. My man Harge is at Hardball Harge. Any Twitterverse and Patrick Davis. The real MVP is at It's Patrick Davis. I do want to get into some NFL news notes and nuggets. Just kind of uh, talking about the Week 17 look ahead. But I'll, well, first, let's talk about the Cowboys and the Titans. Let's wrap up our discussion about the Cowboys beating the Titans 27-13. So they came close to covering. I think you said it was a push, Harge. So eh, good teams win, great teams cover. Yeah. So they're not a great team. And Those they got teams? a dub. <laughs> they got it up, so it up. I'm, I'm down with that. Um, yeah. You can look at it in a number. Is it a of glass half ways. full win or glass half empty? That's the question. Are you coming out out of this win as a Cowboys fan, going, "Oh yeah, this made me feel better about the Cowboys and their playoff uh, potential," or I'm a little anxious and worried and concerned now about their playoff potential? No, I'm still I'm still in the camp of ha- glass half full. Um, I'm looking at this as you covered a 14-point win. Vegas knows what they're doing. There's 14 points that's out there. It could have been – I thought they would have been able to go out there and try to blow it out the water, but they didn't. And, and, you know, that defense, although they were missing a ton of players, they still had some quality guys that had quality reps. It wasn't like they were bringing up practice squad players. They had guys that were out there. The one thing that is, is concerning for me as a Dallas Cowboy fan is the fact that Dak is still throwing interceptions and the fact that he had the fumble. Now, one of the interceptions was Dak's typical interception, but some of them, they were hitting wide receivers in the hands. Again, just like everybody wanted to look at him against Mm -hmm. – when he got the pass against Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. yeah. Noah you know, Brown. And you go back and you Mm -hmm. look at the video, it's like that ball hit every part of Noah Brown's body 
and he didn't catch it. Yeah. So there are so many things that you can criticize Dak for, but when you watch the way Dak plays the game, there was a scary moment where we thought he tore up his knee. He had a bad. Uh, he got tackled and had a bad play, and it looked, uh, looked bad. Yeah. But he got back up and was able to finish the game and seemed to be just fine. But you know the criticisms are are going to be there. It's going to continue to happen. But as long as they're winning these ball games, they got twelve. They won twelve games back to back years, and they're gonna. Uh, they're obviously going to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now the story of the Cowboys is, oh, that's all great, but wait till the playoffs. You're going to end up losing. There's a lot of teams that go through that. There's a lot of teams. It's hard to win in an NFL, especially during the playoff time. But this team, we thought at the very beginning of the year, mm-hmm. we like our guys. That like gets our, guys. that gets hurt, <laughs> and I was pretty much done because I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. Then we saw these guys play well. So throughout the year, they've had their mm-hmm. their ebbs and flows, but they're still winning. They are winning. It don't matter how you win; just win. Yep. It can look, it it can can look, look ugly. ugly. It's the NFL. Win. College is the only uh, sport where you need the style points right. in football. Nope, right. you just got to win. Just win, man. And find a way to win. I'm with you. I, I think for me, it's like I haven't changed. Every yep. week I come here and ask you, ask the same question. I ask, hey, um, do you still have Philadelphia and San Fran better than the Cowboys, or have you have you have you adjusted your rankings and do you feel now there's a team in the NFC that's be- also better than the Cowboys or are the Cowboys now moving up and i think we've all kind of stayed in the same place Cowboys are the third best team in the NFC we even before they beat Minnesota right even before they because beat Minnesota because i kept telling everybody I was like Minnesota's a fraud I mean, not a fraud they're just a, they were they basically the worst 11 win team at the time and now 12 win team they're the worst in pro football focus history 11 and 0 in one score yeah. game based on point differential right. they keep winning in really right. lucky ways but they find a way to win yep. i think the cowboys are a better playoff product than Minnesota, but I could be wrong about that. Maybe yep. Minnesota's luck carries over into the playoffs, and us, honestly, in the playoffs, that's how you got to win. You do have you, to win. You have that to way. win in the playoffs like ugly. Minnesota wins every week. Exactly. You got to win ugly and just find a way to make plays in clutch time. Wait, wait, wait. And you mean you by, by getting one? down by 31st <laughs> and then coming back? I don't think you're supposed to get down 31st. Hey, if you can do that and come back, I'm down with it. <laughs> Man, that's a good point. I don't mean like that, but you get my point by making clutch plays in yeah. clutch time. They do that. But you're right, half the time it's their fault. Yeah. They had to make it that they, they created a lot <laughs> yeah, of those, those challenges. Yeah, dig yourself out of your own yeah. hole that you dug yourself. <laughs> exactly. But, but they I would say they're not gonna be surprised and shocked by how the playoffs put a lot of pressure on you to win right. and in the manner in which they do in clutch time because that's actually how they've been winning all year long. Hey, yeah. Well, they got a fun game this week because they play the Packers this week. Oh, I can't wait to watch. And, right, that's going to be a good game. And that's a good game because, man, yeah. that is, hey, can you knock the Packers out of the playoffs? And the Packers can you go ahead are favored, and, and win your first way. playoff game by, by getting them a loss? Yep. Or yep. do they come up and whoop you and you're like, well, that looks like your future, don't it? Well, exactly, because I want to see, because you just said it, Harge, they're favored. They're favored. The Packers, favored. The the Packers, Packers are, are favored. favored in which this makes, I, I believe Vegas thinks that their luck the, is going to run basically out. Basically, that, well, not luck run, that the Green Bay Packers are now playing their best football of the season. Yeah. Have more to play for. And they got more to play for because they went out. <clears throat> they can make the playoffs. Yeah, and, I mean, technically, Minnesota and technically <laughs> the Cowboys are still. It's trying to fight for that one seed because yeah, but, if yeah, the Philadelphia yeah. loses two more games, but it's not likely they're going to lose two more games. I don't yeah, because so they'll put Jalen Hurts in for one of them. If yeah. yeah. Golden Minshew can't win the Saints game, I think they play the Saints this they week. They say right? it's in, then they play the Giants. Yeah. Oh, man. 
Yeah. The, the Giants. The Giants are still a tough They're out. They're a playoff team. The Giants are a tough out. They are. I just don't like the style of football the Giants play. No one does. They lay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you watching the Giants is. But like you said, don't no matter. One, it don't matter. You got to win the game. They, like, they yeah. play, no one did no watch Daniel Jones and been like, mmm, sexy. It, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is Daniel Jones. Maybe it's just him that's, that I think is, uh, I don't know, it's less aesthetically pleasing to watch the Giants play football. But anyway, getting back to uh, the Cowboys. So I want to get back to the, get to the NFL preview here, too, because it's a lot of interesting games. But a couple of nuggets about the Cowboys game versus the Titans that we we need to get into. Tyler, uh, Tyler Biotish. Mm-hmm. That's big. It is big. My man Patrick gave us an update. I'm going to ask him to re-rack that update too. Uh, but he suffered a high ankle sprain in the game. And what I loved about the situation, it was a crisis. Center going down is always a crisis. Crisis, crisis, crisis. No doubt. That's right. Uh, but, but the Cowboys have benefited greatly from being able to manufacture depth because they dealt with the first crisis on the O-line. Mm. They dealt with it, and I, I thought I, I thought they dealt with it in a really well-prepared fashion. I thought they were, you know, uh, open and kind of rational about how to deal with it. You know, Tyler Smith, they moved him to left tackle. That surprised a lot of people, but they, they, we, we like our guys, all right? And that was one of the guys they liked, and they put him at left tackle, and he was great. <clears throat> Exceeded expectations. Brought in Jason Peters when Tyron Smith went down because they thought, man, we need a veteran on this offensive line. And I think also as an insurance policy, they weren't sure how Tyron Smith's injury was going to work out. And he's older. So they brought in Jason Peters. And Jason Peters has really worked out well for him. So all of that manufactured depth of now Tyler Smith can play left guard because he was practicing there and played left tackle. Uh, Tyron Smith now playing some right tackle for you and played that in a decade plus. Right. And uh, Jason Peters getting thrown in there. Um, he's played some interior uh, uh, O-line, but also now playing some left tackle. They pretty much just moved Connor McGovern in to center from left guard. They put uh, Tyler Smith from left tackle to left guard where he was comfortable already taking snaps. And then Jason Peters played left tackle where he's already comfortable. And my point is because they handled the crisis so well initially about Tyron Smith, now they're even comfortable in a, I think, a crisis situation about losing their center in week 17. Yeah. And nobody's freaking out. Yep. Because they actually picked, next man up. Yeah, they really yep. did. It wasn't a debilitating drop off when uh, Connor McGovern went to center, and it looks like he'll at least be serviceable until Tyler Biotis is able to return. That is a magnificent job of them being able to manufacture depth over an entire season. And I think now it's almost a blessing in disguise that Tyron Smith injury. I know it was terrible and horrible, but they've actually now become a deeper O line as a result. So do we give uh, Mike McCarthy? Coach of the year. Is no. he in consideration Who's for that? Who's the coach? Joe Philbin? Who is it? Yeah, Joe Philbin, yeah. Give Joe Philbin a lot of credit, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. and considering the fact that before this and year, yeah, they're not at penalties, Philbin. and man, preseason yeah. and everything leading up to this season, it looked like he was doing an awful job. It did. Yeah. And then this year, they've turned around. So, yeah, I'll give him credit that this season – has turned out very different than what we were talking about at the beginning of the season. I thought it was going to be a decision. When Tyler Smith went down, I was like, man, y'all going to be tanking it for is. A, a draft uh, spot. The update <laughs> on uh, Tyler Biotish is his scan was positive. Mike McCarthy said, we'll start rehabbing in the morning. I don't think he'll be available for Washington, but it's better than we anticipate. So that was good news. There you go. uh, Michael Gelkin is reporting that uh, a person familiar with the situation said they expect to have him back for the first playoff game. And Stephen Jones told 105.3 The Fan they'll have Tyler Biotish back before their per- the there's a real chance they'll have Tyler Biotish back before their first playoff game. That's uh, good. You, you, nobody's freaking out. Cowboys fans usually be freaking out. I think they know they've got depth on yep. the whole line. Yep. 
And so I'll give give them a, lo- a ton of credit. Coaches' jobs are to be problem solvers. Just solve the damn problem. Yeah. It is. I don't it is funny them. that there is that, but then also Ball got like what four snaps, and they were like, "Okay, you are not part of our depth. Exactly. You might need to be." Over Great point. Here. Though. Yeah. They were troubleshooting. They were like, "All right, that ain't gonna work." Yeah, because every idea is not gonna work. That's why yeah. I'm mad at Sark. Like Sark, just try some new stuff try some with the running stuff. game. Yep. We we know everything's not gonna work, but you will never know if you could have solved the problem if you don't explore all the other options. Got to get creative with these solutions. Yep. That's what I love about what the Cowboys did there. So uh, props to them for that. Also, let's talk about Dak really quickly in these yeah. picks. Um, he's got 14 interceptions now. That is tied for the league lead with Derek Carr, who has been benched. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dak missed what five games. Dak missed quite a bit. Be- <laughs> Dak missed enough time that he shouldn't be leading the league in interceptions. Amen, brother. That I mean, yeah. and the simple fact of it is, I have to fight for Dak every single day. With my high school buddies that I grew up with that are mm. Cowboys fans and we've all dealt with it. And they have been beating me up, talking about calling him the donkey because he can't <laughs> figure things out. And I'm just sitting there <laughs> and I'm like, we're the, you're winning games. You're still winning games. And he, he helped you win because he drove down the field a couple yeah. times already. The interceptions are happening early in the game. There's been different things that happen. But you know as well as I do, you have to take care of the football. And if you're going to turn the ball over, it can't be because of your quarterback. It, ha- it can be because of a fumble. It could be because of something else. Not your quarterback because he is the one that values the ball the most. He is the one that has everything that's going on. That's the frustrating part to me because I'm like, Dak, again, you gonna? We know you're gonna have that one interception, cause you always do. It's the other ones that we don't get, and yeah. and, and and we like I said, we can blame it a lot on the wide receivers for Some dropping it. it. But when when you look at the stats, it don't say the wide receiver should have caught it. No, it says interception. Yep, it's on Dak. It's on Dak. Uh, I'm with when you. I hit three fifty. They don't know that I broke my bat five times <laughs> trying to flare one out there. It says three fifty. That's all they care about. Three fifty. <laughs> exactly. That's what I get paid That's on. That's what I get paid on. Uh, and for that, I will say this: I remember it was the last season. Um, yeah, the last season when Matthew Stafford and yep. the Rams won the Super Bowl. He led the league in picks. Yep. And the thing about Matthew say, Stafford say is it louder for the people. In he the did. Back. Matthew Stafford led the league yeah. in picks that year, and I remember being critical of him. But you know, in talking to other football theorists, you do have to understand that you know. It doesn't mean a player is playing bad if they're throwing picks. I think most people are like, oh, a lot of interceptions, he's a bad player. Yep. Not necessarily. It just means he's high risk. High risk, high reward. Yep. You don't want that from risk your quarterback. Risk it, no biscuit, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Essentially, for your quarterback, you like a high, you like low risk or medium, moderate risk yep. with high rewards. And that's what Dak used to be. He used to be a moderate risk player with high reward. Now he's a high risk player, high reward. Doesn't mean he's a bad player. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford wasn't a bad player last year, but he was just high risk, high reward. Yep. That's that's tough for complimentary football to work at times. It's amazing that the Cowboys, with Dak leading the league in interceptions, they still lead the, the league in turnover margin. Right. And I think they lead it by like two. Like, like My plus man's two. doing his thing, man. So that's a ama- that means that defense is man they're they're re- and everybody else is taking care of the football and the except for Dak and the defense is taking away the football a ton. Yeah. That's amazing they're leading the NFL in turnover margin when Dak has turned the ball over via the pass more than any other quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that is that is very fascinating. But again, <laughs> you go back and you look at what Deron Bland has been able to do on that defensive side of the ball. We talked about Micah Parsons, how he's helped make some plays. You're right, uh, J. Ron Curse right. and and Diggs. That is why they're able to be there, and they're 
this is looking more and more like a complete team, even with the mistakes, even with the injuries, Mm -hmm. because they do play that complementary type of football. The one thing that I do have a little bit of an issue with is kind of the same thing that we had the conversation with uh, about the Texas Longhorns. You have to be able to run the football in the playoffs. Some way, some form, some fashion, you have to be able to do so. Yeah, and I think we've seen when Tony Pollard, when he's being used well, is when this Cowboys team works its very best. Because when he's able to really make the run game work and be able to come out of the backfield, that is the spark that makes it different. Because now they have a dynamic running game. Mm -hmm. Because he could be a consistent running game, but he can't be dynamic anymore. And Tony Pollard adds dynamic. Honestly, it kind of reminds me of Texas. I keep going back to it, yep. but like if said Jay Brooks and those yes. guys are they're good, they're serviceable. But like you said, they're not dynamic. Right. The running game is dynamic when B. John and Rose are in there, and without them, I think you lose that that dynamic element, that explosivity. Agreed. Um, and I'm with you about Tony Pollard too. So it's just a different run game. Cowboys do take care of business. Shout out to uh, C.D. Lamb, first Cowboys receiver since Terrell Owens to have three straight 100 yard games. Uh, 07 was the last time that happened. And shout out to T.Y. Hilton. Once again, giving the Cowboys front office some props. I know the Odell Beckham Jr. You know, saga seemed like it was a never-ending story, but T.Y. Hilton, in two games he's played, making clutch big-time plays. He had four receptions on five targets, so 50 yards in this game, and in the last game he had that what, third and 30 or whatever mm-hmm. it was or whatever and end up converting that. The so. third and 30. My man got 33. Man, so Throw it like, down there, dog. He, he does not look old, but I think it's because he's – He's fresh. Uh, Patrick brought that up uh, earlier. He got fresh legs, but also they're not asking too much of him. No, he's coming in to handle just just do what you can do. We're coming. We'll play you in the shape. Yep. By the time we get to the playoffs, you'll be that guy because you did bring up Noah Brown and the success that he has had, but he's also been a guy that you can't count on sometimes no. as well. Totally. So agree. you want to bring in that experience. Totally agree. Uh, let's talk about some uh, NFL news and nuggets real quick. Looking ahead to Week 17, something I saw that was an interesting little factoid, man. Because I was looking, just doing random research about uh, the NFL matchups this weekend. Um, 49ers playing your Raiders, uh, Patrick, without <laughs> Derek Carr. So we're not going to spend a ton of time on this matchup because I, I don't think it's worth it. And I think it's unfair to Jared Stidham uh, going up against the best defense in the league. But I love this fact, a uh, little stat about the uh, the 49ers. So now. The 49ers' opponents, the, their, their last 13 opponents, all right, they're all, how about this, 0-13 following the week after they play the 49ers. What? Every 49ers opponent has lost the week after they played the 49ers. Interesting. Basically, the 49ers beat you twice. You may beat them. But they're so physical, and it just wears – and teams, I think, spend so much time focusing on the 49ers because they're a good team um, that basically it just exhausts them. Mm, I it, like it. Yeah. Um, and it was That's out. a good stat to know. Yeah. yeah Shan- well, <laughs> hey, and we also know the Raiders put Chandler Jones and some other guys on the IR – they they're they're pretty much packing it up. Uh, so. Yeah, so they're gonna lose it. Anyway. So especially <laughs> when you see <laughs> your boy. I think, home. I think that stat's gonna add one more in week eighteen. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no, definitely, but I, I, I thought that's a cool stat. And you know, I remember specifically go back and look during the Legion of Boom during that prime, they had one of those stats too. Legion of Boom during their prime, I want to say the Seahawks, they were just like that. That maybe the year they won the Super Bowl, or the year they, they lost in the Super Bowl uh, to the Patriots on the goal line there. I want to say one of those years, they ended up with a freaky record that all of their opponents uh, lost. Maybe it was like one or two of their opponents that didn't lose the next week. Right. It's just physically exhausting playing those really physical teams like that. But I really enjoyed that little nugget because. <clears throat> 
I go to your site over here on my bookie. Hey, That's man. good to know. <laughs> it is good to know those little nuggets. All right, it can make you. It can make you some straight cash, homie. Uh, okay, let's go to some uh, some other matchups that might be interesting. And um, and Patrick brought up one actually that I thought uh, may be a really interesting one. And this was the last thing a couple hours ago actually. Uh, the Panthers Bucks matchup. Mm-hmm. Bucks were seven and eight. Panthers six and nine. Mm-hmm. Is Steve Wilkes going to end up getting that job? He should. If they don't I, I'm, get it, I'm, I'm a firm believer right? that this young this man deserves that opportunity. Not only does he deserve it, the city would love it because he is from there. Oh, good point. That's he a is nice nugget. From there, I didn't realize that. And he has been. He, he was the one who got the short end of the stick when he was with Arizona. I, yeah, I do remember that. They <laughs> called him in. You're going to be our coach. You fired. Yep, you're gone. You're done, son. You're done, son. Uh, but I'm just thinking about it, considering they traded away Christian McCaffrey and now between Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman. Yeah, doing their thing. Sam Dar- is Sam Darnold back in, too? Sam yep. Darnold went 15-22 for 250 and a touchdown last week. Sam Darnold's playing good for you? Yeah, he's, yeah. Playing, he's playing decent. They ain't expected <laughs> much. But no, but he's, he's doing what, hey, man, we don't need a lot. We're going to run the rock and just don't turn it over. But we don't expect you to be great. Mm-hmm. We just need you to come in and not turn the ball over. Yeah, they're running the rock. They're running forty yeah. sometimes a game. They, yeah. the, they threw yeah. the ball twenty two times. They're, they're running it so 40, there's not a lot, But times. he completely only had seven incompletions and he didn't have a turnover. Yep, that's what they, you want. Man, they're going to get that guy. That it'd be a shame if they did. If, if he ends up, because the Panthers got a chance to make the playoffs, they, right? Could they get to win the division? Yeah. After they were done with him, if they win that division, they better get that man. That hey, job. if they if they win that division <laughs> after they fired their coach and traded away their star <laughs> exactly. player, exactly. Hey man, right? we trade Christian McCaffrey. Go try and win, and then you still can win the division. Still yeah. win the division. And how many starting quarterbacks do they have this year? Exactly. Goes like three of them, right? Exactly. I mean, they let, because they let Baker go. They let Baker Baker's go. Baker's in L.A. already. So he got another, yeah. He started another life already exactly. with the Rams. That this is they might be the strangest stories this season. Actually, now when you look at it now in totality, Sam anybody, Darnold, P.J. Walker, P.J. Walker, forgot about him. Exactly. And uh, you got Baker Mayfield as well, and now he's out of there. Man. You've had a lot that's gone on. Oh, yeah, by the way, your coach got fired. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You, you got this moment. I, I'm actually rooting for the Panthers now. I say exactly. that I'm rooting for the Panthers against Tom Brady. Yes. I know the NFL, they do not want to see the Panthers. <laughs> they would much wrestle. They might, they, you might you don't think they want Deontay. Do. They, they don't want Foreman in there instead. Yeah. <laughs> you might get some home cooking in this game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Bucks at home. Might be a lot of home cooking, man. Just, yeah. I think. The NFL probably, you know, they 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 like the story of the Panthers, but nobody wants to see them in the playoffs. Yeah, you don't you don't want them. Nah, you know, you you rather see a Tom Brady. Hey, look, as you, a you, Cowboy you, fan, I do. Yeah, you yeah exactly. As a Cowboy because fan, because we played that division. You got Aaron Rodgers potentially coming in the playoffs, then Tom Brady sneaking yeah. into. Yeah. That's not good news. Yeah, for the Cowboys, that's I not know, good you'd news. You'd much rather see Sam Darnold. I would love to see <laughs> Sam Darnold, and hopefully you can see him being ghost. I mean, you can you know see Sam Darnold and Carson Wentz or Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Oh, Tell me man. who you want. That is crazy. Oh, good, good text good by the text yep. here. Said Raiders did not hire uh, their their intern interim head coach uh, who made the playoffs. Was it uh, Bias? Bi- Bia- Bia- uh, not Bia- well, I forgot yeah, his name. Bisaccia. Yes. Bisaccia. Yes. Yeah, right? That's his name? Yeah. Yep. I saw I, him, I I saw him the is. other day. I saw him the he, other day. He was on the sideline. Yeah, line. no, he is. He's a special teams coach for somebody. I yeah. can't think of who it is right now. I think it was the game we saw last night. I think it's the Titans. You could be right. 
I mean, it wouldn't, I it wouldn't shock me at all that Mike Vrabel went, goes out and hires a damn good coach <laughs> on his staff. <laughs> right. Would not shock me at all. Uh, right. That's pretty. That's yeah. You're right. That's actually, and I'm glad you brought it up, Patrick. I have to pay attention to the Bucks and the Panthers coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, any other games you guys think are really intriguing? We know that Monday night game. He's Bills with the Packers. He's with the Packers. He's the special teams. You're right. The coach with the Packers. I knew I saw him on the sideline. Yeah, he does have a very distinct look. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he does. For sure. Uh, but yeah, they, you got that Bills Bengals game. I think the Bill, the Bengals might be the most dangerous team right now in the AFC. Uh, yeah. They could they could be that. They just they just they're good and they they now you can't say they're inexperienced. Last year it was like ah oh, they don't really know, they don't know how good they are. They're too inexperienced. They haven't made a run like this before. Yeah. You can't say that. Most of these guys have been to the Super Bowl already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. And they're getting ready to make another run. They're dangerous to me. I think Bengals are going to beat the Bills too and get to twelve wins. Yes, yeah. Vikings. Uh, Packers, Vikings, Packers, Packers is just a big be a one game. because that is a team we know is in the playoffs versus a team fighting for their playoff win and someone that no one really believes in in Minnesota. So, I you know this I'll, is this could be Aaron Rodgers coming out and being like, y- y'all want to say Kirk Cousins good? Y'all giving him chains and stuff? Yeah, right, two time yeah. MVP over here showing you what's up. That, yeah. No, I don't know how the Packers got back into it. Much like the Panthers, I don't know how they got back into it. But in the most competitive. Parody-driven NFL that we've ever seen. Yep. This is what happens. Now let me ask you this: If you're the Packers, <laughs> do you pick up the phone and call Nathaniel Hackett and be like, "Hey, man, I heard you had a job. You want to come back and look over some of our game plans?" <laughs> you know, oh, you yeah. know how you won two MVPs <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, you're unemployed again. You know who I bet hires him? No joke. Seriously, I think Shannon's gonna hire him. I can see that. Yeah, because remember he's from that Matt Lafleur tree. Yeah, 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 There's yeah, a yeah. lot, and I, I, I bet, I bet Shannon will hire him. He's been good and that kind of stuff. Anyway, there's two games that I will be looking forward to watching as well: the the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots game. Because there's a lot that is riding on that. The mm-hmm. Tua situation. How are you going to be oh, doing going into the playoffs? Because they're still in that position to try to get into the playoffs. You're right. New England is as well. It's another one of those divisions that. Nobody seems to want to win. I mean, well, the Buffalo's, Buffalo's going to win it. Yeah. But I'm talking about after that, those yeah. guys that are trying to get into that. And the, the other part. game that has a lot of implications on it as well is Pittsburgh and Baltimore. And you're thinking, what do you mean implications? You do know that Mike Tomlin has not had a losing record in his career as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. He is on the verge of being in that situation because right now they are 7-8. and eight. Yeah. I also Tom Brady. And Tom Brady. Tom Brady's never had a losing season That's as a right. starting quarterback. That's right. And this is he's currently got a losing season. So and you, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what's gonna happen with, with that dynamic. And of course, you still don't know what's happening with uh uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, we got to be impressed Tyler with the Hunter. Raiders, the Ravens too. Yeah. The Ravens have done mm-hmm. a good job without Lamar Jackson. We assume that would well, be they got a great coach. They got and a great coach. coach. No, and Huntley right. is that's a true. solid backup quarterback. He definitely, he has yeah. proven. I think that's probably more of the story. That yeah. Huntley's proven to be a solid backup. Yeah, yeah he can work in that system really well. Uh, they use Lamar Jackson in. So uh, nice slate of NFL games coming up. We come back. We'll get into a college football playoff preview. So we're talking about some of the uh, the college football playoff games that we'll see this weekend. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. One for nine. Welcome back to a 512 edition of Ball Don't Lie, where Patrick highlights local artists, there it is again, artists, artists 
that will be playing locally, and you get a chance to go check them out. Patrick, who is this, and where will they be playing? This is Mama Duke. She's going to be part of that show Saturday at Antone's for New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, Mama Duke playing where? At Antone's. Nice. She's nice. on that bill with Black Lack. That'll be a good bill. Yeah. Over there. Black I like that, too. I like Black Lack. I think that might be my new name. <laughs> be a name yeah. nickname? Yeah. Black Lack. Mike Black Lack. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a porn name, actually. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that does. Uh, all right. Thanks, my man, Patch. Always hooking up on a 512 Friday. Um, and uh, you can always uh, check out the selections you might have missed. Go to hornfm.com and you put them up there for you so you can have uh, all of your New Year's uh, Day plans laid out for you like my man Patrick doing, hooking you up. All right, uh, you can always be a part of the show, 512-337-3776. That's the number to the Specs text line, and we are in the Twitterverse. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. My man Harge at Hardball Harge. My man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. All right, gentlemen, let's talk about these college football playoff games a little bit. Let's go. I know y'all excited about it, and honestly, man, the Big 12 needs some. They need some help, some mojo. We do. The Big 12's got one bowl win. Yeah. One? You just, one? Just one. Day, just one, one rib. <laughs> one rib. <laughs> uh, just one win. Yeah, I was actually going to – I'm glad I didn't. I was actually going to brag about the Big 12 and their bowl standings no. uh, before this. Because the last few years, they actually have done really good, uh, decent in bowls. Not yep. the case uh, this season. Uh, let's start with the uh, the Big 12 team that's represented. Uh, TCU going up against Michigan. Michigan is favorite in this matchup. I don't know what the number exactly is right now. Um, I got to tell you, though – Considering how the Big 12 has performed in bowl games, <laughs> it's not making me feel really good about picking TCU to even to even cover the number. Come on, man! Really? Yeah. I don't. I, I, ooh, that's a. I like. I mean, I like. It, it, it's. It's just man. Because listen, all these teams that TCU beat are the teams that are being represented yeah. right now, and they're not necessarily playing great. Yeah, they're not playing great. That's true. Hell, Texas took TCU to the wire. Hey, man, SEC, <laughs> hey, hey, the SEC's got one bowl win, too. I know. I mean, it was over the Big 12, but they've got one bowl win, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, look, I, we'll take the old SEC excuse. Look, our guys, we play a hard season, and <laughs> we play real football in the bowl games. We're, we're worried about the pros because we're we're talented guys. That's very is, that, true. is that the SEC line they normally give us? <laughs> that is the SEC line. That's what Georgia said about when Texas beat them in the Super yeah, Bowls. Like, yeah, I yeah. didn't really want to be there. Uh, but I don't know. If you're not the SEC, you can't use that excuse. You and you're right. This does has nothing to do with the way that TCU is going to perform in their game versus uh, Michigan. Um, but I, I do think that for Michigan, they – they have an advantage in the trenches against TCU, and I'm worried about that over uh, uh, basically TCU being able to withstand that over four quarters. Yeah, that's where the advantage. Is. I think the the advantage on the edge is on the perimeter is TCU. TCU's got the speed advantage on the perimeter. They basically TCU's got to turn this into a track meet, and Michigan's going to want to turn this into a street fight. Yeah, and I think they want they want to make sure it's a track meet, not a street fight. If it comes into a street fight, I think Michigan's going to win. If it's a track meet. TCU's got a shot. TCU definitely, I've, I feel like they do have a shot because I do believe that there is a lot of, there's a reputation that's out there that the Big 12 can't play in these games, right? You remember when Oklahoma got out there and they we thought that they were going to have a shot and then boom, they got beat down and we just couldn't, we never saw the same. And you get an opportunity to go in there now and I think TCU, with the way that Sonny Dykes draws up the plays and gets these guys ready to play, and they know what they're up against as well. They, you know, mm-hmm. everybody saw they're frauds. They shouldn't even be there. Blah, blah, blah. They they have to hear that. They do. So now they go out there and they get that opportunity. Now, let's not forget, they were just, what, 
a half a yard away from being a Big 12 champion. Yes, they and were. Running the, and running the Big 12. Yeah. So there's so many things that, that are in this conversation that I continue to look at. But I'm with you. I think Michigan wins. I just don't think they blow them out. Uh, what's the number? Seven or yeah. six? Is it I Michigan? Seven, seven and a half, I believe. Seven and a half. Michigan by seven and a half? Does, yep. Michigan, does Michigan cover the number? I mean, they're going to be right there. Yeah. yeah. You think so, don't you? I do. I do, too. I, I do, too. I, I think TCU, I do. with the team that I watch versus Texas, Texas' biggest asset is their, their defensive front, and that's how they were able to mm-hmm. kind of neutralize the TCU running game. And I think that Michigan can replicate a lot of the things defensively that Texas did. Right. Uh, with the front they have, and they, uh, I think they got better secondary, got better, better yes, secondary yes, guys in yes, Texas does yes, to be able yes. to lock up on the outside too. Um, so I think defensively they'll have some success versus TCU because they can. By the way, they're going to be looking at the Texas game plan. Mm-hmm. That was the best game plan versus TCU all year. Yeah, but defensively it was. Yeah, I don't think there was a better game plan out there defensively. And honestly, I want to say Washington that was the second lowest scoring output of the season. Yeah, twenty-seven so, points. Yeah, yeah. it's actually one of the better. Game plans against Washington too. Yeah, like I said, PK scheme. That was I, I had no problem with the scheme. I thought actually the scheme worked. I don't think the, I think the players failed to make enough plays in clutch time. But I digress. We're not talking about that right now. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to so let's get back to the other matchup in the college football playoff. And by the way, um, man, there's some really good games on the stretch. That Alabama K State game actually is kind of yeah, sexy to me too. Yeah, I, it's I, I'm, definitely I'm excited about that game. Yeah. I know yeah. it's not a college football. Hey, playoff but that's game, another one. That's I'm excited. Two, that's two uh, conferences with one bowl win. Yeah, go, we could get one back on them, and it's a seven-point spread. Alabama's, Alabama's favored, favored by, by seven. I just think Will Howard is a, they're a different K State team with Will Howard. We said that I said after that K State game, if they had started Will Howard instead of Adrian Martinez, I probably would have picked K State to win that game. Right. Uh, we both did. said that. Yeah. I, I thought Adrian Martinez was going to be a bigger factor than what he was, but you're right. The way what'd you call him, Will the Will the spill the spill yeah. the peel, but now what, Will <laughs> no. the thrill? Yeah, he's yeah. balling. So I think that's going to be a good game. Uh, real quick, who you taking? I'm taking. Oh, man. Because Will Anderson and Bryce Young are playing. They are both playing in the game. How motivated are they? It's their last game. Oh, man. That's a good – that's – you know what? I'll take – oh, that's tough. Because I saw Texas beat K-State, and I saw Texas almost beat Bama. Yeah. And it's really distorted my evaluation <laughs> of both of those teams. Yeah. Right? Hey, look, it, it really it, has. The problem – Alabama, this is the worst, like, run-stopping Alabama team in – A long time. A long, long time. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if that's what K-State's going to do the most or if they're going to try and throw the ball more. And Alabama can stop the throw a little bit better. But, like, basically, Will Anderson's been – his season's gone downhill because the interior of that D-line is garbage. Yeah. And so he's basically had to help out and everything and can't pass rush like he was doing, which made him so popular. So, I mean, I think now it's going to be a line as long as you kind of – you can't – Will Howard can't really scramble – Will Anderson's way. Yeah, they'll, I mean, they'll try to avoid Will Anderson at all costs. So you're going to scramble the other way. I, I mean, it's Nick Saban. It's Bryce Young. I know. I hate to you, – you, you can't – you just don't two bet against Saban. Two first-round picks. Uh, I said two best players. <laughs> one, and Nick Saban. one might be number one yeah. overall. The other one might be number two or three yeah, overall. I'll, I'll pick Nick Saban Yeah, Alabama. You're right. Yeah, I don't know what I else. I do like thinking. me some Chris Kleiman, though. And I like me some hey, Deuce, Deuce Vaughn, Deuce, Deuce, Deuce on the loose, I like Deuce Vaughn. Hey. And I don't like Bill O'Brien. <laughs> and by the way, they did not extend his contract oh, in the next shocking. year. Shocking. 
Uh, there are a lot of people renew. that believe, though, that this may be him, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick have an understanding that Bill, Bill O'Brien's going to come be their OC. Oh, they have an understanding. Year. Like Nick Saban called him up and said, if you don't hire your boy, I'm going to fire him. <laughs> Do you want your boy to get fired? Yeah. Yeah. Bill O'Brien, there's a belief that Bill, you know, people, a lot of people believe, and I believe it too, the college game is way more innovative than the NFL game. The concepts trickle up now. The yep. NFL's not taking any chances. They're stealing stuff from the college level. Yep. And that Bill O'Brien, him being, you know, kind of an NFL guy trying to come down to college, that that didn't work. He's not really. Yes. suited to be that creative and innovative. But he'll do better at the NFL level. And he will system. be better than Matt Patricia. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or yes. Joe Judge. That's a, or that's Joe a Judge. low, that's a low that bar. Is. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I agree. Yeah. Okay, real quick, so now we're up against it. Ohio State, Georgia. Um, I mean, I think it's Georgia all the way. I, I don't even know if it's that close. Is it? I, I think it will be. I, Ohio State that's matches it. up well against yeah, Georgia, do. but man, that that Georgia defense. Exactly. That Georgia defense. Yeah. How did this, they got big dudes. Another guy that might be going in the first round. Jaylen they got Carr. like six of them that might yeah. be going in the first round. Keely Ringo. Yeah. Monster on the outside. I'm yeah. A, I'm going to take Georgia to – I don't even know what the number is. I'll take it's him to cover it. It's I'll six. take him to cover it. Easy. Yep. All right. Easy money. Well, that's good to Enjoy. know because I'm going to keep that in my mind for tomorrow <laughs> night. Keep that in the back of the mind. Yeah, keep that in the back of the mind. All right, we'll come back. We'll wrap it up. Put it in the oven right here. Ball don't lie. One on the horn. Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's that is- Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time to wrap it up, put it in the oven. If you missed any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com and catch up with them on the podcast page. Last show of 2022. Uh, So happy new year to everybody out there. And let me just say thank you to all the listeners. Uh, We love you guys. Really mean that. (laughs) Thank you to my man hearts too. Uh, I am very thankful this new year because I'm thankful to have uh, great uh, co-hosts here. My man hearts and my man Patrick Davis. I'm really lucky. Um, You guys are awesome and want you guys to know very thankful. Really appreciate you guys. No BS, man. This is a his job gets more and more. I have more fun every day. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. That's what, what do we always talk about? If we're not having fun, that means the people ain't having fun. Dang. And we have fun all the time. All the time. Probably yeah. too much fun. <laughs> Sometimes it's probably it a little is. too much fun. So I want to thank you guys, but also all the listeners, man. You guys Appreciate have been fantastic. That. And every time we go out, we feel the love and we want to make sure that we show you guys how much we appreciate you. So anytime that we're out and you're like, oh, I don't want to say anything to Harge or Rod or Patrick. Come on. I don't want to bother. Please bother us. Yep. Like, come over there, bother us, yeah. holler at us, because honestly, best part of this job is meeting you guys. Absolutely. And we've met a ton of listeners this year, and a lot of you all, we I call family, all right? That's because, right. It, honestly, I think about you guys and talk about you guys enough with my wife and yeah. with you guys all the time, so we consider you guys family, and hopefully you, you consider us to be the same. Yeah, Appreciate and, man, that. and you know, we've been to places on all stretches of the city, and it's always cool. We're like, man, why are we out here? We don't, And we, we get... 
15, 20 people come out and say, no. hey, exactly. man, I listen to you every day, and no. I'm so glad you came out and saw us. It, it's exactly so awesome. Right. It's so awesome. Totally yeah. aggressive. Yeah, you're right. We go somewhere, and I'm like, I ain't, no, I ain't got no listeners out here. We got listeners out there. <laughs> exactly. And I know because I see you complaining on the spec text line about the signal exactly. and how bad it is. So I know you guys are faithful <laughs> listeners, even through bad signals. So please download the Horn app so you don't have to deal exactly. with those things that are outside of our control. And everybody, please have a very happy new year and uh, tell people out there that you love them, how much you love them, and how you feel about them. Because that's what I'm doing right now. I want to let you exactly. guys know. We appreciate you. I love these guys I do the show with every day. And I'm thankful that I got great coworkers and we got a great company here. We got no great doubt. bosses. They're so, always looking out for They're us, always man. looking out for us to yep. make sure we can put together the best product possible. So happy, happy, have a happy new year, and hope Be everybody safe. had a really great holiday season as well. All right, uh, New Year's resolutions. Want to throw it out there? You got one? Not yet. You ain't yeah, got I'm still thinking about it. I'm just going to be better each day. That's all I want to do. That's a New Year's resolution. That's it then. Yeah. There you go. Getting better each day. Each day, uh, each day do something better. I like better. that. Patrick, yeah. you got something? New oh, Year's no, I made a New Year's resolution like several years ago to stop making New Year's resolutions. <laughs> Stuck to it, baby. <laughs> You're doing good, man. You have done it, Patrick. You have done it. Rod? Uh, New Year's resolution for me. Oh, man. You know what? I'm, um, I'm going to try my best to make this show the best show in Austin. There it is. That's my New Year's resolution. Well, we just got Chad and Drip told us it is the uh, best. So you've already, you've already <laughs> achieved. We have nah, achieved already. Nah, nah, nah. We're not going to rest on our laurels. We appreciate that. That's but right. We want to make the best show in Austin. So we're coming back next year better and better than ever. Uh, uh, remember, the revolution will not be telling us. We talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves. But more importantly, take care of each other. Have a great, happy New Year and a great no, rest of the no holidays. Doubt. Peace.